Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today in history, on this spookiest of days in 1803, Congress, very sexy, ratifies the purchase of the entirety of the Louisiana area in North America, adding territory to the U.S., which will eventually become 13 more states. Ooh, land grabs. Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the creepy and mysterious things that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I'm your host, your ghost host for this evening, Zachary, and we're so happy you could join us for this All Hallows celebration. I'll be telling you tales from the crypt tonight as your spooky MC. My name's Megan. And I'm Matt. Today I learned that there's a tradition in the U.S. Navy that any submarine that did not return is considered still on patrol. That's not true. I don't know how I feel about that. It's kind of spooky if you think no, about it's, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of spooky, but at the same time, like I'm a person who enjoys closure. I, I like closure. <laughs> also, I really wish... I thought you were going to say like submarines that did not come back um, are considered ghosts. Water ghosts. <laughs> Water ghosts. Mm. Mm. Water ghosts. Love a good water ghost. My favorite ghost. kind of ghosts. Yeah, I don't. They're much better than earth or air ghosts. Well, so in in Taiwan and really in the Chinese lunar calendar in general, there's um the seventh month is ghost month. What? Yeah, it's ghost month. What? Okay, why why am I just learning about this now? I'm sorry that I'm just breaking Ghost Month to you right yeah, now. I need a whole I think Ghost you Month. You should have told us about Ghost Month way yeah. before now. Okay, so <laughs> we already passed Ghost Month. It happens yeah. in the summer. Um, it's the seventh month of the lunar lunar calendar, and uh, no joke. My Chinese teacher took us, was like, hey, I want to, like, take you guys on a field trip. Like, where do you want to go this weekend? We're like, oh, we'd really like to see the beach. And she was like, oh, that will be difficult because it is ghost month. And we were like, why? Why is that difficult during ghost month? And she's like, "Mm, the water ghosts. And I was like, Uh, no, it makes sense. What are you talking about? She's just like, yeah, you're not supposed to really go swimming during ghost month because like you have more of a chance of like drowning because of the ghosts. And I was like, oh, I'll I'll take that. Hey, guys, welcome to ghost month. Please don't go anywhere because of the ghosts. Mostly the water ghosts. (laughs) Just keep a a pocket full of salt uh, just for the ghosts. Yeah. Oh, well, man. they want food in in China. They're hungry. Oh, the okay. Oh, it's hunger ghosts. Yeah, they're the they're actually called hungry ghosts. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. There's... I will keep a pocket full of turnips. I've got a pocket, got a pocket full of turnips. I don't. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever. They're not picky. <laughs> we are brushing off the cobwebs and taking a walk among the tombstones. Our strikes are set back to zero, and we've played a spooky game of rock, paper, scissors, which was really just us sitting around a table going, ooh, <laughs> while we played rock, paper, scissors. Uh, and the order for tonight is me, followed by Zach, followed by Megan. Does that sound yeah. good? Yeah. Is that fine? That's good. Well, the rock, paper, scissors ghosts have spoken, and we cannot defy their will. We cannot. And, you know, it was weird to use a Ouija board to ask ghosts to oversee our game of rock, paper, scissors. It was necessary, though. It felt necessary. Yeah. In the moment. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So, my dear compatriots. Yes. Do the names Mary Celeste, Joyita... Or Orang Medan mean anything to you? Uh, familiar with the Orang Medan. Familiar of two out of the three. What was that middle one? The Joyita? The jo- yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, okay. no clue on that. I thought, like, in general, you were just like, hey, have you heard of these names? Like, I'm like, okay, I got Mary. Yeah, <laughs> Mary, I know. <laughs> I was like, Mary, yeah. Mary's an easy one. Yeah, I've classic. known a Mary or two in my time. A, a classic, classic. Pretty sure she was in the Bible. Um, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> anyways. Um, so. Hell of a gal. The reason her. that I'm bringing it up is because these are all um, names of popular ghost ships. Popular tourist mm. attractions. Popular water ghost sites. Water ghost sites. Um, <laughs> Primetime water ghost sites. Have you guys ever met a water ghost? Because they live on these ships. What I've realized is I think my roommate actually has a theremin in the basement, and I really missed out by not having him set it up for me as I was doing this. <laughs> yeah, you really should have fucking been sitting there going, Boo. That would have been great. (laughs) Not annoying at all. (laughs) So the first story I'm going to tell you is about a ship called the Orang Medan, um, which was a ship that was found floating adrift in the Straits of Malacca. Okay. Right? That's a fun word to say. Yeah, we, we've discussed where Malacca is before on this show. Yes, we have we've, we have discussed Malacca. We've had conversations about Malacca. Mm-hmm. Um, At least in passing. So it's found adrift, but before being found adrift, it manages to get off an SOS message. And it's sent out, and uh, guys, you're really going to have to bear with me today, because not only am I bad at taking notes when I'm sick, but I'm also sick, so fuck off. <laughs> um... Before being found, it sends off an SOS message, and the SOS message reads as follows. SOS from Orang Madan. We float. All officers, including the captain, dead in chart room and on the bridge. Probably whole crew dead. And probably. then... Probably. Probably. Maybe. Who knows? It's Come our best see. guess, really. Um, and so... There's more Morse code that happens after this, um, but none of it is intelligible. And after, you know, a couple more beeps of 
unintelligible uh, Morse code, another message comes through that just says, I die. Oh. Just he and dies in general. And then the more the the Morse code line goes dead. Um, so it was really just the ship's AI saying like, "I've gained sentience. I've killed everything on the ship, and now I too will cease to be." Okay, great. I didn't know we had AI in what year was this? Uh, well, that really depends. It Before was either AI. Ni- it was either 1940, 1945, uh, yeah. 6, 7, or 8. Okay, so before AI, got it. Yeah. What are you talking about? No, this te- this de- definitely had an AI. Classic <laughs> year of the AI. Um, classic year of the AI, 1940. Um, so anyways, the line goes dead. Nothing more is heard from the ship. Uh, and two ships end up finding it adrift at sea. The ship itself appeared undamaged but when the boarding party arrived on deck true to the morse code all of the passengers on the ship were dead including the ship's dogs oh okay that not i'm I'm... just a dog sorry oh okay i was either way that's the part i'm sad about i know i'm less me too i'm less thrilled about the water ghosts now yeah yeah i'm also not thrilled about the water ghosts Uh, But all of their faces were contorted in horror and uh, looked like they had been, you know, actively screaming whilst they died. And then when the boarding party went back to their ships to radio trying to figure out what to do, the Orang Medan exploded and sunk to the depths. Oh, okay. We should probably leave it there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, definitely a good idea. But what's really fun about this ship yeah, and this story in general, and if you guys listen to our other podcast, uh, tune in for season two because this will be like a like a fun little fun little featurette. Uh, what's fun about this story is that it's entirely made up. Most people believe. Oh, okay. Well, I'm okay. Good by who? Just like in general. Okay. So it's like a ghost story more than it is a yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, so for essentially, people kind of just like they have no record of a ship called the Orang Medan ever existing. Okay. Um, one of the ships I can't remember. I think it's called the Silver Star. One of the ships that went to rescue it was never, like, wasn't in the area when the rescue was said to have been going on. Um, okay. So, like, a whole bunch of... So, essentially, yeah, it's like a ghost story. Um, okay. Which is why like, I said that, like, no one can really pin down when, when? it happened. <laughs> my, my favorite part about this is, like, the disproving because here's where ship nerds really yeah. really are like um excuse me i went back in um, the maritime actually. logs if you will yeah <laughs> yeah some ship nerds were like let me fucking prove it or disprove and it's just it. like oh, um, that ship was not in the area in uh th- this year and this time the second yeah yeah definitely wasn't there um but yeah, so they can't. There's no. There's no real proof that yeah. uh, 
that this ship ever existed or that, you know, any of this ever actually happened. So instead, I'm going to tell you guys about two different ghost ships. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Uh, the Mary Celeste is the first up in the chronological order. And um, it was an American brigantine ship that was found floating adrift at sea on December 4th in the year of our Lord, 1872. Um, the Mary Celeste was tasked with moving alcohol from New York to Genoa. Okay. And it left on November 7th. Um, however, when it was found, and as I mentioned, it was adrift at sea, the ship that found her, um, I don't know how to pronounce this. I think it's the Dia Gracia. Okay. Uh, sent a boarding party over to the ship to see what was up, but found the ship entirely abandoned. The crew of 10 people was nowhere to be found. The only lifeboat was missing. Okay. And the ship itself appeared disheveled. And by disheveled, I mean that their charts had been thrown all over the place. Um, some of the water pumps had been dismantled mm -hmm. in the bilge, which allowed for, like, three feet of flooding to occur. You usually okay. want those water the pumps ship, to work. Usually, yeah. typically, you yeah. want them to be, first of all, in working order. But secondly, you don't want to, while you're, you know going around you don't want to dismantle those i think um, the yeah. engineer got some ocean madness he might have uh ocean man ocean. take me by the hand um so anyways they they find uh they find all these dismantled pieces on the ship they find about three feet worth of water in the bottom of the ship However, it's still afloat. Okay. Um, there's also enough provisions on the ship to last another six months. Okay. okay. And all of the crew's belongings are still there, as well as their entire cargo of alcohol. Okay. See, I was going to say, if like their ship was gone, all right, they left, but like... Either they didn't leave and they disappeared, or they left in a real hurry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the rum was, in fact, not gone. The rum was not gone. Uh, nobody from the crew of the Mary Celeste was ever found, and while there are plausible theories about what happened, nothing thus far has been uh, solidly declared to be the case. What are the So a lot of the theories state that... Um, Ocean Madness was a thing. Essentially, it's it's like a crew of 10 people, so it's a small crew. Yeah. But because they were enclosed with, like, the fumes from alcohol, they essentially went, like, insane, I guess. Uh, yeah. And just, like, destroyed their own ship. All right. Um... And frankly, that was all the research that I did on the theories because it was a lot of words and I was tired of looking at my screen. And not only that, but like you're going to get into one theory and next thing you know, you're going to be spending four hours looking at fucking Mary Celeste theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't really need to do that. But essentially, um, nobody could really ever figure out what happened to the crew. 
It's the same reason that I only go over the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum heist once a year. Yeah. Once a year, he revisits I can only it. be driven insane once a year. But the um, the other interesting bit to note is that there was nothing, like, noteworthy in the captain's log at all. Okay. So, like, legitimately, like, the last captain's log entry was from ten days beforehand. And, okay. like, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary was mentioned at all. Interesting. And so these guys just abandoned ship. And uh-huh. aside from the dismantled parts, the ship looked to be in good working order. It didn't spontaneously combust after someone touched it. That's good. <laughs> I guess there's one good thing. The ship didn't <laughs> spontaneously combust. And then the last uh, story that I have, the last name that I mentioned at the top here is um, the Joyita. In the waters of the South Pacific, on the 3rd of October in 1955, the merchant vessel Joyita left the island of Samoa with 25 people on board, and then it completely disappeared. They never found it adrift or anything? It just completely disappeared? Well, no, I wouldn't be talking about it if it didn't reappear suddenly. Um... So a search party sent out from October 6th to October 12th, but it stopped when they find absolutely no signs of where this vessel could be. And then on November 10th of that same year, uh, the captain of a ship called the Tuvalu finds the Joyita adrift 600 miles away from the route that they were supposed to be on. Truly adrift. Yeah, yeah, way out there. Not Got just it. like fake adrift, it's super adrift. Um the boat itself was tilting heavily to one side and it looked to ugh, Jesus Christ. It looked to have suffered a little bit of damage. Um so it had like shattered windows and parts of the um parts of the wood were breaking off. Uh they also noted that it had barnacle growth on it, which means that it had been on its side or, like, tilting the way that it was for a very long time. Mm. Um, when they sent someone over to look, the radio had been set to the International Distress Channel, but no one had ever heard anything come in from them. Oh, that's weird. Uh, okay. The lifeboats were missing as well as all of the weapons and four tons of the ship's cargo. But aside oh. from that, they saw no no signs of, like, pirates or anything like that. So it's That's just... Uh, okay. So yeah, they were it's just, just like... a case of random strangers. Like dis- It's 25 individuals. It was the ship's crew, and it was um, some passengers. I think it was said 25 in total i think it was nine passengers and 16 crew okay that all just went recovered all went missing never heard from what's interesting to me about the mary celeste and the joyita specifically is like the lifeboats are gone yeah so you'd have to assume that if there were people on the boats they would have gotten off on the lifeboat but then like if you don't bring any of your food with you 
how do you fuck do you you're gonna survive how, on a lifeboat? How do you yeah. survive? And if you did survive, I mean, like, I don't have, I didn't go to the extent of like looking up the oceanic charts to see, you know, where, <laughs> where in the ocean these uh, ships went missing and where. Yeah, they but might if have you said they're six hundred miles off course, that's a fuck way away. Oh from yeah, land. no, that's that's a long in the Pacific. Ways away. Yeah, definitely a long way away. Um, but. The the point I'm trying to make is, like, wouldn't someone have seen... I mean, I feel like you would have seen a lifeboat. I mean, I guess so the my ocean's dude, no. a big place. I was going to say... The ocean's a really big place. Matt, we've explored more of space than we have of the ocean. That's yeah. true. We know fuck all about guys, the spooky blue. Guys, forget everything that I just said about the ocean. It's my biggest fear. So. <laughs> I I would I'm safe not knowing anything more about the ocean. But yeah, I just think it's I think it's wild that like I mean, I'd almost rather go down with the ship. Yeah. Oh, then be then out fucking, to sea. Then be out to sea and then yeah. go like sea madness. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like don't get me wrong, I love the ocean. The ocean's great. Uh, it's it's water. I love water. However, I know where that's where the spooky shit Yeah, lives. I don't love water and that much. The water ghosts. That's where the water ghosts That's where are. the water that's ghosts live. That's a thousand live. percent where they are, dude. So, like, I would go down with the ship, because at least at that point, I know what, what fate I am beheld. I don't know what's out there. I'm not fucking with that. Bro, I... So, I went to the dentist a little while ago, and I was having a conversation about how one of my biggest fears is going on a cruise because of open water and like I'm scared of open water. Yeah. And um I was like I'm just kind of concerned about the ship going down and me getting attacked by a shark and she's like would you rather die by drowning or um getting eaten by sharks and I was just like drowning please. No. Shark no. attack no, I mean, all like, day. Okay, I don't want here's either. the thing They're though. They're bad. <laughs> They're both no. Ideally, I think I said that too when I was talking to her. I was like, ideally, like going to sleep and then just not waking up would be great. But like, I'd be fine with not having my last moments on Earth be me being torn to shreds by a shark. Yeah, because like a shark's not like a big cat where it'll fucking snap your neck first and then you're out. Oh no, a shark, shark will toy with you. Shark will toy with you. It'll bite your leg and be like, oh, that guy tasted like, you know, rich fatty acids from McDonald's. <laughs> rich fatty I see, acids. but I feel like my answer to that question is completely like obfuscated yeah, by the is, fact yours that like, is a little biased because you've drowned before. Well, yeah, there is the fact that I've drowned before, so it is a big fear of mine. But then yeah. on top of that, it's also the fact that like you both know very damn well that oh, I right. do you not have plan to die in battle. Not even that I have to die in battle, but I do not plan on, nor do I think I will have a peaceful death. So, I mean, going out by shark attack, I'm just as good as whatever the fuck else is lined up for me. <laughs> I suppose. But anyways, those are my stories about three separate ghost ships. Two of Hell them yeah. were true, and one of them is thought to be fake. I was surprised, actually, while I was doing research for this, how many ghost ships exist out there uh, yeah oh you know yeah. i was like All i was like looking it up 
No, the ocean's definitely a big place. That's not the point, Megan. Please stop adding to my fear of the ocean. <laughs> what, but I'm, what I'm saying like, is, like my my point was just like just how strange I guess the phenomenon would be um, to like be on the ocean and find just like a ship. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. just out there especially nowadays i think it would be so much stranger because like you'd expect the communication to work and you'd expect everything to like be going appropriately yeah yes yeah and then like if something fucks up with that communication and then all those people are just like dead on a ship and you find it and you're just like we'll never know what happened to these people i think like so i think that it's not easy to lose a ship, right? But yeah. that with the sheer... But it happens. No, but when but it does get lost, it gets fucking it, it lost. It gets lost, but like with the sheer number of ships, right, that we have launched throughout history, it's just yeah. bound to kind of happen. But here's another thought, too, is like the contrived safety that technology gives us right because like you get on a boat you get on like this big cargo ship and you're just like we have so much technology here like we couldn't possibly get lost and then what do you do when you're suddenly out in the middle of the pacific and everything just gives out on you yeah and then people are kind of like left in this weird situation where they're like I don't know. What oh to God, do I'm with dying. It. Yeah, like, what do I do without all of my like bits and doodads? And like, hopefully, there is enough training because I don't know what it takes to become a big ship captain or like yeah. what it takes to be part of the crew. But like, hopefully, they do sort of like teach them level headedness. Not level headedness. Yeah. Like, what do you do in the event that like you? It, it's suddenly fifteen thirteen, and yeah. you have to like navigate now. Also, use the stars. how many days before you start eating the passengers on your cruise ship? Uh, day um, one. I just want to uh, expound on another thing uh, that just this makes me think of. Did you guys know that there are more airplanes in the ocean than there are ships in the sky? Yes. Yeah. We should move on to the next story. That's I was going to say, we've, we've talked about schmanibalism, which was last year's Halloween hot take. So I'm going to just fucking move on now. Yeah, buddy. As many of you know, uh, if you have been a listener to this podcast for a while or just generally know me as a person, I fucking love Halloween. Uh, this is my time to shine. Uh, he yeah, does fucking love great. it. I fucking love He's, it. It's, no, legitimately, he... 
uh, goes cuckoo for these Cocoa Puffs, bro. Absolutely. Um, I laugh at this a little bit because I grew up uh, afraid of literally everything. And Dude, now... you and me both, sister. Yeah, but now being scared is a very fun feeling for me. It's the human brain is an enigma. Me. Oh, no, I love being scared. It's like a fucking no. adrenaline high. I become I, I Usain Bolt when I'm scared. Like, I'm... I become the fastest person on this planet. I'm the fastest man alive. I become the fastest man alive when I'm scared. Like, if you startle me enough, like, I actually Whoop. teleport. Like, I dimension door away from the situation. <laughs> uh, but the stories I have tonight, because uh, I do have two of them, uh, lean into my favorite <sighs> kind of scary. I guess it's only fair because I had three. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but I, I only picked two because the two I found were a little bit short, and I was like, I'm going to buy some time. It's also our spooky <laughs> episode, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, it's also it. our podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> my stories tonight lean into my favorite kind of scary, which is the plain old creepy. The unsettling, not because it seems impossible, but because it feels just the opposite. Zach, if you give me nightmares... Oh, boy, howdy. Tonight, I'm going to fight you. Don't do this to me, Zach. <laughs> do it. My first story tonight, I will be discussing the Phantom Bird of West Drayton. Oh, hell yes. I don't... Uh, our tale this evening Where's begins around uh, West Drayton, England, yes. Our, oh, in England, uh, okay. Uh, in England, oh, yeah. he's really far away. I don't Where have to worry that? about yeah, that. <laughs> Oh, you thought it was Drayton right across. Okay, I'm sorry. That's my bad. Yeah, I thought it was here um, by Drayton. You know, West classic. Yeah. Drayton. I'm so, look it up. our tale this evening begins around 1749 in a small village of West Drayton, England, which on the timeline of our species in Western civilization falls right during the Enlightenment era. One would think that being more scientific in this era, they would, you know, past ghost stories as silliness but these fools were still all about the supernatural in this small town Fuck in yeah, england baby. in the small town in england uh also english do be spooky bitches so this tracks english england i read a thing the other day that said england is scary because it's old and america is scary because it's big that's true yes that is, I mean, also and America I've never, is old. I've never agreed. No, America is not old like England is old, my guy. No, America's no, 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 no. not. America's not old like uh, fucking Japan is old. Okay, let me rephrase that. The land that America, the no, States you're occupies absolutely correct. Is old. Is... The Appalachian Mountains have been there before the dinosaurs. That's true. They were there before the bones. Before the bones. But, like, I've never agreed with something so much in my oh, life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But in this small town of West Drayton, uh, the residents begin hear, hearing screaming and pounding on the door of their local church. So, naturally, they think someone is inside and terrified, and they... It's Jesus, let me out. <laughs> hey, it's me, J-Man, let me out. So, the residents eventually grew up a party of four men and two younger boys to go investigate the church. And they don't know where the sound is coming from because they pull open the door of the church and there is no one inside. Um, the sounds stop when they open the door to the church. 
and they proceed to search the church and they don't find anything. The only thing that was odd or out of place from normal was the presence of a large raven flying around on the inside of the church. Oh, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. So this bird goes and pulls the ultimate creepy power move and just flies and sits itself right on the fucking altar and stares at these people. Oh, hell yeah. And the group uh, just eventually decides that the best way to deal with it, because it seems like a bad omen, very large bird sitting on an altar, that's kind of creepy. Um, they just beat the bird to death with a sticks, because that just seems like the only plausible and smart thing to do. I just want to say, a lot of the time, nowadays, people blame violent acts on video games we are violent species hundreds hundreds of years ago people were beating crows to death with sticks that for no good reason other than just because it had the audacity to live in a church and be spooky and sit on their altar yeah in all fairness they were hearing screaming beforehand and the only evidence was this raven i would be like that's a ghost raven too that's not that so, raven's fault it was in a the wrong place at the wrong time you wrong gotta, time you got to ask questions first before you beat the ravens to death you would think that megan i do think that i'll stand by that no you won't oh okay so they eventually beat this raven to death with a stick, and as it falls to the ground, it lets out a horrific scream that sends the entire group into shock, and they look at they like go to look for the body on the ground, except guess what? There's no body. Mm. No raven, it's gone. However, <laughs> after the initial incident and the killing of this bird, uh, apparently the same bird was seen outside the church and like around the graveyard on multiple occasions by multiple people. Um, the town ended up believing that it was the soul of a man who had killed himself earlier in the year that had possessed the bird. Uh, you see in the 18th century, if you committed suicide, you were not allowed to have a proper burial. However, the man's family had secured him a spot in the church's graveyard. Improper burial, yet still entombed in the earth. That's a recipe for ghosts. That's true. You got ghosts in your cemetery. Yeah, you well, do. To be fair, that's kind of where you, they can. That be is there. where they live. That's where they yeah. belong. Yeah, yeah, that's where they, they live. That's their living room. Letters live in a library. Ghosts <laughs> live in a cemetery. Yeah, we've determined. Uh, this. It, <laughs> the best part about this for me is that. I read the story initially, and I called bullshit. It sounded like a ghost story that had been passed down in a small town just to scare children. However, however, there are historical documents that actually cite this incident and this town that have been reprinted uh, again and again. The original printing, one of the first printings of it, was in a book that was printed in 1884, titled Glimpses in the Twilight, being various notes, records, and examples of Supernatural by Frederick Lee. Uh, Lee, who was a priest for the Church of England and the co-founder of the Order of Corporate Reunion, which was a whole fucking, like, shady underground order trying to unite all the Christian faiths. Not super important, but I'm just trying to show the bona fides when it comes to knowing what's possessed and what isn't. Okay, fair, yep. 
Also do want to point out that during the 18th century, the occult and the supernatural were not as demonized by the Catholic Church as they are today. The spiritualists can attest. Yeah, exactly. So that my first story is of this spooky, spooky raven. Um, Quote but I'm the raven. Better luck next time, bitch! <laughs> One of my favorite moments in literature is from Neil Gaiman's American Gods. Yeah. And there's one point where uh, a raven is leading the main character. Yeah. Uh, and the raven is speaking to him. Yeah. And the main character's like, hey, say never more. And the raven just goes, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly that, what I wanted. That sounds so good. Now, the 18th century... England had a lot more to it as far as haunts go uh, than just one raven harassing a small village. And while graveyards seem like the most likely place to see a specter... They do live there. They do live there. Where else do they live, though? Uh, The ocean. That's true. Any body of Uh, water. (laughs) Also, any body of water, including your sinks. Um, (laughs) that you know what this the drink gets clogged enough that's a body of water it's ghost yeah it's a ghost well <laughs> it's inhabited by a ghost now yeah exactly you but sure no houses in general ghost. houses oh, in general yeah, tend no. to be haunted that's true. um they do have a penchant for getting their asses haunted uh, and one such famous house is the hinton ampner house now this house had a long list of people who occupied it and most of them having been from the stulicky I'm going to butcher this, so give me a minute. That's okay. Stukili. That's how you pronounce it. The Stukili family. Now, around the early to mid-18th century, most of the Stukili folks are all gone, either having from not having enough little Stukilis or them being born mostly female uh, and ha- taking their husband's name during marriage. Mm-hmm. And towards the mid to late uh, 18th century, the manor falls into the possession of one Lord Edward Stawell. Less fun name, but whatever. But easier to pronounce for you. Yeah. But Lord Stawell marries Mary Stukili, uh, who is the last of the Stukilis. Oh, one of the last of the Stukilis. I digress. Uh, really but Mary funny. dies. It is a great name. It's all. Mary He's dies just in 1740. Trying to say it as much as he can now. Um, maybe. <laughs> so Mary dies in 1740, <clears throat> and Lord Stawell ends up boinking her sister Honoria. Honoria, sorry. Honoria. Honoria. There's no D in there except yeah. for Lord Stawell. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Slid that one under the radar, huh? Yeah. Anyway, uh, the rumor has it that they were doing dirty deeds while Lord Stalwell was still also married to Honoria's sister, Mary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And apparently they had a child together, Mm -hmm. but the child was, the child disappeared very shortly after it was rumored to be born. Mm. A lot of other, what? Infant side. Ugh. Yeah, well, that's that was one of the rumors. A lot of other rumors do circle around Lord Stawell as he was a notoriously nasty man in general. 
after he died in 1755, the house began to collect a reputation as uh, being a sinister house, having had the former master. Uh, people who lived in the area claimed that they would hear weird sounds coming from the abandoned house, and they would see a figure of a man standing in the moonlight on certain nights. Despite this reputation and the fact that everyone in town believed this place was haunted, the house was rented by a Mr. and Mrs. Ricketts in 1764, and they were basically looking for a fixer-upper, ghosts included, apparently. Can I just say that Ricketts is a great last name for, like, horror story protagonist? I was going to say, Ricketts, great last name, terrible disease. Yeah. But... Yeah, I was going to... I don't know, man. Is it a great last name? Because it's just like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. You have Ricketts? It's like, no, that's just... No, I am Ricketts. I am Ricketts. <laughs> yeah, but uh, as, as, as Matt pointed out, for a horror story, great last name. Yeah, uh, so true. the couple move in together and into this house. And as soon as they do, shit starts getting weirder. Uh, doors would slam in the middle of the night and early hours of the morning, stomping footsteps would be heard throughout the house and all these other weird noises would be going on. Um, Mr. Ricketts believed that the locals had gotten a key to the house and were trying to scare him and his wife off. So he goes and changes all of the locks. Surprise, surprise, that does not help at all. The family does not stay in the house for very long, and it changes hands to a Mr. Lawrence after the Ricketts move out. Uh, and after one particularly scary event with the family, uh, where some friends basically try to confront the ghost, and it goes terribly. In 1797, the house is dismantled and pulled down. And quickly after the demolition is started, the workers find a box that is under the floorboards of the first floor. And much to Megan's point of infanticide, they open the box and it contains a pile of bones and what appears to be a baby's skull. Classic. Many classic. speculate that, yep, classic. Uh, it, everyone thought that it was the skull of Lord Edward Stawell and Honor, uh, Honoria all the years passed, they killed the baby and buried it in their house, and then the house was haunted. So are they saying that the baby was a ghost? I don't... Well, the, the, the man that was around, a lot of people thought was, like, had the posture of Lord Stawell. So what a lot of people were saying was that it was, like, the sins of the family tied to the house, keeping them bound there. Got it. Yeah. That, like, the, the, the dead baby was like, fuck you, you don't get to have an afterlife. That's so, fair. here's my problem with ghosts. Okay. I, it's a general issue with ghosts. I, yeah, We're getting I, it out of the I way. I tell this to my mom all the time. Um, and I think ghosts are really inconsiderate. Because they always... They definitely don't take into consideration other people's time. They... De that's my problem. Like, it's not ghost time at 1 a.m. Okay, that's when I'm <laughs> winding down. Like, my day is over. I want to go to sleep. But ghosts are like, oh, it's time I mean, for me to... You gotta understand, your day is over, but their day is just beginning. Okay, but, like, I didn't bother them ghosts when I Ghosts are nocturnal animals. Was... But I didn't bother them when I was outside of the house while they were sleeping. The other thing, too, is, like, ghosts have no personal space. Like, they'll just show up in the bathroom, like, in the shower with you. And it's like, please. So, 
Can Here's you... the thing. I I understand that soap. problem. <laughs> you passed the um, soap. <laughs> but there is a wonderful book. Again, I'm going on literacy tangents. Uh, there's a wonderful book called John Dies at the End. And it is one of Spoiler my favorite alert. books. Spoiler alert. John Dies at the End. Um, but in the book, it's, it's a horror co- comedy book. And it's yeah. a work of fiction. But the guy one of the main characters starts describing like the evil in the world that the, like the ghosts and goblins and freaky things and he's basically like the reason that they do so much and they are so inconsiderate i guess to your point is all they have is time to them there is no start there is no stop there's no nine to five there's just time Working and they can be as cruel five. or considerate with it as they would like because that's, that's all they got. All right, but like I don't know, get a hobby. Bro. <laughs> I was just looking at a fucking comic strip the other uh earlier today actually. A guy's like he's just hanging out in his kitchen and a ghost comes by and goes like, "Boo!" and he's like, "Bro, I've asked you to stop doing this." I've asked you to stop. You have you have the whole world to explore. Why are you staying here? And then the next picture is the ghost with like a little backpack on. <laughs> it's really cute. I'm going to see if I can find it. Yeah, for you if guys. you can find that, that's really, really funny. But yeah, I, so that's my big problem. Like, I think it was because this was, I started thinking about ghost time. Um, uh, do you know that that show on Netflix? It's like The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the ghosts are just like just pop up all the time and they she'd be like in the bathroom and I'd be like this is inappropriate. Like the door is closed. <laughs> I need some privacy, thank you. <laughs> I need some privacy. Like I just when I come out of the bathroom it can be ghost time but not while I'm in here, all right? <laughs> Reginald, Reggie, my boy. Reg. My boy. I'm just trying to take a shit. Can you leave me alone for 15 minutes? 15 minutes, Reginald, my good sir. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for much. Look, I know you're a ghost and therefore you don't have bowel movements anymore. I'm not a ghost. I need 15 minutes peace (laughs) to just watch some TikToks and get it out. Here's the (laughs) Wi-Fi. I was watching a... uh... I was watching another thing or I saw another thing that was like, um, maybe it was a YouTube video or something where it was just like the ghost when you read faster than it does. <laughs> and like, it's just this girl who's like sitting at a table and she's reading and she turns the page and then you see the cabinet start opening and closing and she's just like, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I like the one. I, I feel like it's... if I was a ghost, that's the worst I would do. Um, like, I can't pick up a book. You read it to me. And yeah, if you go, God. or let me read it over your shoulder. If it's too fast, I'm going to get upsetty spaghetti. So I also did my story about ghosts, Avi. Avi. Yeah, and... I mean, I think it was pretty clear that we had a theme going into this one. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So uh, my my story doesn't really have a fancy name. It's just called, it's just called The Affairs of Ghosts. Um, okay. Okay. Which yeah. we've already described in yeah. detail yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Uh, so, for those of you who have spoken to me at least once, then you know that I love Taiwan. I started off this with, with Ghost Month. 
Um, it's a notable month in Taiwan, obviously. And, and not to be confused with Thailand, which is in Southeast Asia, uh, because a lot of people think when I say Taiwan, they're just like, oh, yeah, I love Thai food. And I'm like, nope, you're close, but not really. <laughs> Uh, because Taiwan is an island off the coast of southern China. Uh, anyway, so I lived there for a year, and I fell in love with it, and it's people, and I like its ghosts a lot. Um, and because it's spooky season, I, I figured I would tell you uh, about the old Liu family mansion, or the Minxiong Ghost House. Okay. Um, which, like, as far as ghost stories go, it's pretty standard, but... Uh, there are just, like, kind of ghosts there. Um, so it's one of the most haunted locations in Taiwan. And it's situated in the countryside of um, Chai, which is in the southwest of the country. And if you see this house, because I looked at pictures of it, um, you'll think that, like, no one living could have ever lived there. Like, it, it looks like it was a house built for the dead. Um, okay. it's, it's like this three story brick building that looks like it is being held together by the arms of like a banyan tree. And it, it at one time was a really lovely home for the Liu family. But at some point in the 1950s, they up and they left it for good. Uh, and okay. you may be wondering at this point, like, why would a well-off family like leave such a, a beautiful place? Like... They built it for themselves. Um, it's haunted. It's ha- well, it. Yeah, you got ghosts in your house. You should leave <laughs> you, about. You it. got ghosts in your house. So the most popular theory as to why the mansion became haunted and caused the family to leave is that the maid and the head mm-hmm. of the 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 head of the family had an affair. Together. It's always about some guy that can't keep it in his fucking pants. Right. I know, dude. That's why I called it the affairs of ghosts. <laughs> oh shit. Clever oh. title. Yeah, there we go. Don't make that noise. I thought it was clever. It is clever. It no, it was good. <laughs> uh so they they had an affair and their affair was discovered by the family, and the maid is said to have committed suicide by throwing herself down the well. Um, a little bit of the twist to the same story has the wife uh, discovering the two of them and making the maid's life so miserable that she felt compelled to end her life. And as you can expect, her spirit came back to haunt the family on a nightly basis, and eventually they couldn't take it anymore. They left the house and left it to the mercy of any wandering souls looking for a place to call home. Now, the ghost hauntings didn't stop with just... The family. Uh, Another popular story involves the Japanese Imperial Army during World War II. Um, Not World War II. This was during the occupation. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, I was about to say, if you're stepping on my fucking toes. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, every time I see the Japanese Imperial Army, I'm just like, oh, World War II. No. Um, this This was a little bit after World War II when the army was still stationed in Taiwan. And the soldiers were camping at the mansion. Uh, and one night when the mists were high, a soldier on guard saw a moving figure near the perimeter of the grounds. And they were sort of of the, you know, shoot first, ask questions later mentality. So they yeah, opened fire. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> 
This woke the rest of the troops, and they also started to wildly shoot. Um, It's good to know that, like, police mentality is pretty much the same. Like, it's never never changed. Like, it's always the shoot first, ask question later, and then get, you know, time off on administrative paid leave. I guess you you know what you're getting, at least. You know what you're getting. Um, It's not great. I don't love it, but you know what you're getting. Classic police craft, if you will. So, anyway, when the sun rose, all the soldiers were dead, having massacred each other, and so no one could ever say, like, what the moving figure was. Um, Okay. Yeah, so there are also accounts of the Taiwanese army using the house as a base, and one night when they were camping there, all of them, or most of them, got sick, and they, a lot of them died after spending time there. And it led a lot of the locals who heard this story to immediately attribute that to supernatural problems. Yeah. Like, why would you stay in an area that has been known to have hauntings and then immediately get sick and then people have died? Um, And today, the mansion, even though it's on privately owned land, the owners don't really seem to mind people visiting who, like, want to be a little bit scared by this um they do recommend that you stay away from the well though because uh if you go near it water ghosts yeah yep it will give you exceptionally bad water ghost luck to those who venture too close okay yeah i thought like it's a little bit more of a kitschy ghost story um, no, but it, at the same time, it almost gives me, like, this feels like the, the Japanese version slightly. Same kind of idea, almost as, like, the Winchester house. Yeah, a little bit. like it, Which I can go over the Winchester house in a whole other episode, because oh, it's yeah, buck dude. wild. I love the Winchester house. But the other thing that I liked about this, too, is it wasn't, like... It didn't feel as sinister as a lot of, like, the other haunted houses that I was looking up that, like, are in America. Um, I mean, I don't know. The house theoretically or or allegedly caused a bunch of people to shoot each other. That seems pretty fucking sinister to me. Okay, okay. But, like... However, I know what you mean. It's, It's not... The house isn't directly doing the thing. It's people doing things at the house. A, a little bit. Like, I think more what I mean is when I was looking up houses, haunted houses in America, a lot of them are just like, oh, the murder house. Or like, yeah. <laughs> like oh, this this family committed a five-way suicide. Lizzie uh, Borden, we're talking to you. Yeah. Or like, there was just such a gruesome, just like, axe murder. But like, in this, it was... It was kind of like more drama filled where it's like, oh, the the wife witnessed an affair and like the maid committed suicide down the well. And yeah, like I was going to say, it's it's the reason that like I know as far as like horror stuff goes, I don't like slasher films because I think that they're boring. I think it's just like, ooh, oh, my God, someone's murdering again. But you give me some good psychological thriller. Mm, I'm all about that. I just. Mm, mm, I eat that shit up. Yeah. It, Same kind of deal here. Yeah. This felt more like a like a mystery sort of. Yeah. I don't know, like graphic novel where 
It was creepy and spooky and not outright. Not gross, I guess. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit less murder. Yeah. Yeah. I you mean, know, sometimes we, we need a palate cleanser from all the murder. Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, um, obviously, like, the suicide aspect of it isn't great, but I, no. I don't know. Like, the gruesome, like, horror story murder houses just i don't know yeah they're gross they're gross for no reason and i do like at least like at the beginning i like the drama of the like the sordid affair and like the discovery and that leaning into like the local legends like building up around it yeah i get that yeah I'll send you guys a picture of the house though because like it is Oh, please do. It is quite pretty. Um uh yeah, the Minshong haunted. Yeah. Yeah, well you in the Discord or Yeah, I'm going to send it to the Discord. Just give me. I was just like finding a good picture of it. Yeah, yeah, go off, sis. While you're uh while you're sending things in the Discord, I'll begin to wrap up if that's cool yeah, that with you good. yeah that way i'm not cutting matt off like i usually do <laughs> yeah please don't that's the picture but oh, okay we'll look at that and then we'll, we'll wrap up oh, oh it's yeah pretty though i know it's like a really pretty house and you can like kind of tell like yeah it used to be something nice <laughs> it used to be something nice but that's definitely haunted now definitely <laughs> thousand percent uh, haunted if i had to pick one house that was haunted it would be that house yep that you're right well, thank you, folks, for listening to our Halloween episode this year. Uh, and as always, if you like what you hear, tell a friend. Uh, help us haunt other people. It's what we like to do. Also, give us a follow on our socials. On Twitter, you can find us at triumvirate underscore pod. On Instagram, you can find us at the underscore triumvirate productions. And also, we have our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash triumvirateproductions. You can be like our really cool friend, Samby, who just became our very first Patreon. So, first off, shout out to you. Thank I you very much. I think they just call them patrons. Patrons? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want to call them, they're cool people. And you can be one of those cool people, too, if you sign up on our Patreon. And now that I'm done ham- yammering your ear off, I will turn it over to Matt to give the official goodbye. What the fuck, history? catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started <laughs> 